Hello, welcome to this new episode of the All New 52 podcast. I am your host, Joe Shermer, and with me is my guest star. He's, I mean, he's not a guest. He's the other co-starring member. But I was, I was getting worried there. Are you going to replace me? For all intents and purposes for this issue, you're, you're my guest star for this episode. Caleb on. I'm fine with that because a lot of these, the guest star is the one who actually does stuff. And <laughs> Superman is pulling the most of the weight. Superman's just there sometimes. He's, you know, he, I'm the, I'm the name to sell the podcast on. You're the actual meat and bones. You know, when you walk down the street, people are really going off for Joe of the all new 52 podcast. They're like, Man, if only I could guest on that show with his uh, annual guest, Caleb. We talk about comics on this podcast. From the new to the very old, and you know, st- some stuff sprinkled in between in the middle. It's a, it's it's a fun time, Caleb. We're we're returning to a series that we, I don't want to say held in high regard because that makes it seem like <laughs> it's a magnum opus, but <laughs> we certainly enjoyed our time. Oh, with yes. it for the majority of issues we read. <laughs> yes, it is by its nature uh, ups and downs. But we are returning to DC Comics Presents, the 1980s series of uh, team-ups between Superman and various... Just anyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, I mean, this is kind of the thing about it is like, I could be bringing on Superman and Wonder Woman or whatever. I'm never going to. I'm always going to bring on the weird B characters I like. So, so who's the... I, I, I guess I should... DC Comics presents Superman. It's really just any old Superman story that doesn't have like any major impact, but he's got to get a friend to help him out on this one. Or not always a friend, sometimes a foe. Yeah, yeah. In one of these cases, definitely a foe because sometimes it's a secret triple team up. Yes. Um, and who this this week we have a just you know just a plethora of characters. Who do we got joining us in the? <laughs> joining superman this week we have uh starting with issue number 18 we have superman and zatanna uh then we're skipping ahead a little bit to uh number 35 with superman and man bat then we have uh number 62 so jumping ahead quite a bit to superman and the freedom fighters (laughs) um and then in uh number 66 we have Superman and the Demon, also known as Etrigan. And then finally, number 72, Superman, the Phantom Stranger, and the Joker. Now, last time, we recapped each issue. I don't think we're going to do that this time. It's been a minute since I've read some of these and more, more to say about just this series in a different segment of the podcast. Interesting. Okay. So I think we can go straight into art. Um, I don't know, man. These all looked pretty similar. I didn't have any major complaints. It looks like an 80s comic. I think some are better than others. They um, probably are. I will say that. I did not examine this one uh, too closely. Completely by... Well, and you know, this is why I did want to go through them individually. Oh, because if you I feel like it, I, I will not be able to... Uh, unless memory strikes me. I will not be able to add to that synopsis. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can we can do the synopsis after the art, and then I, I will credit everyone. Um, but needless to say, there are a lot of different artists here. The Zatanna issue, uh, which actually had two artists, wasn't a fan of just the faces, uh, especially the eyebrows. 
just really weird to me, very off-putting. Um, not, you know, I, I can't point to anything being like a, a technical problem with it. It's just maybe a bit too far out of what I want to see from these. You're not vibing with it. Yeah, and also pretty boring setup uh, or situations in that one. Yes. <laughs> um, I think the two where the art stood out to me were um, the last two, uh, the one with Etrigan and the one with Fam Stranger. Uh, that one with Etrigan just has a lot of fun, um, fun atmosphere to it. It's set in Gotham, and I feel like they are able to take advantage of that. And then you get psychedelic stuff with the Phantom Stranger, which is um, definitely definitely has the most uh, creative maximalism of what we've read. So I think this is already getting into a thing. Um, I I did not look at the numbers <laughs> on this. I read these in the reverse order of the uh, of their publication order, which maybe doesn't have to do with the overall quality of the books, but definitely has to do with my waning interest <laughs> as uh, the stories either stayed interesting or were not as interesting as what I started. So with. you started with Phantom Stranger and Etrigan, okay. then Freedom Fighters, or no, then Man Bat, then Freedom Fighters, then Zatanna. Okay, yeah, I think... I think you were reverse order. Yes, I, I, I read them as they came out, which was good for me because you front-loaded the good issues. Yes. <laughs> um, I'll just run through real quick, uh, and then you can stop me and uh, talk about anything that you want. Um, but I'll go ahead and we'll go in the order you did things, or at least kind of. We'll go backwards. Um, uh, you have the Fam Stranger issue, which was written by Paul Cooperberg, which I remember he wrote... Um, he wrote the Madame Xanadu issue that we read. Well, that one was last bad. Time. I know. <laughs> that this one was really bad. Honestly, this is kind of a redemption art it's, form. This one's the best. <laughs> um, the, uh, the pencils were by Alex Saviuk. Sa- Saviuk? The inks were by Dennis. Just commit to whatever comes out of your mouth first. Inks were by Dennis Jensen. Letters by Milt Snappen. And colors by Gene D'Angelo. Um, and this one is. The same villain who is a big who cares in my mind is the same villain from Adam Zanadu, who is the same villain from the Power Girl issue that we didn't read that um, Cooperberg also wrote. Just as really he's big. Got a really, he, he's the champion for this villain. Yeah. And you know what? This villain is nothing. But <laughs> the Fam Stranger. He's got one guy. The Fam Stranger comes to him as like this villain who, for shenanigans in the last two. Uh, times he popped up you've turned into like just this conscious this cosmic consciousness is like bleeding chaos into our reality so we have to go get the most chaotic person to help us navigate it so we can finally defeat him um and so they go and they get the joker um and so it's just the joker and superman going through this trippy chaos world and you know the joker always being like i'm gonna get superman after this and Mm. then once they defeat the chaos god. They're like, oh, wait, I don't have powers. I can't actually beat Superman. A lot of the fun of this one comes down to the setting and stuff. But I do think seeing a non-sociopath Joker interact with Superman is fun. And, and like very Boy Scouty Superman. Yes. Characterization-wise. The demon, uh, Etrigan, is written by Lynn Ween. 
uh, art by Joe Kubert. Oh, wait, big name. Yeah, well, he also wrote two of uh, the issues we did last time. Okay, maybe I just didn't pick them out then. Um, but yeah, very, very big uh, in 80s comics. Um, Joe Kubert did the art. Adam Kubert did the letters. And Tatiana Wood did the coloring. Um, this is about... Uh, there is a, a statue has been taken over from Scotland to Gotham. And it turns out the statue is actually an evil druid and it comes to life and Superman ha- has to stop it. But Jason blood's also there and they stop it. We're it's, cutting dry. Yeah. It, it reminded me the most of like the justice league, uh, cartoon. Yeah. Just like a very simple gets to the heart of kind of both characters works. Nothing to write home about though. Uh, freedom fighters. It's something to write home about. That's for sure. Uh, let's end on freedom fighters. Uh, man bat has Martin Pasco writing colors or uh, pencils by Kurt Swan ink by Vince Coletta. Um, letters by Milt Snappen again and colors once again by Gene D'Angelo. This is man bats has cursed his child by his genetic tampering with his DNA. So the child can't go to sleep. So he breaks into Star Labs. Superman sees him. And much like Swamp Thing last time, he's like, oh, that's the guy Batman told me about. I should go check him out. Um, And the Atomic Skull, which I think is in one episode of Young Justice. And that's that's my only prior knowledge to him. He wants to... Not quite Ghost Rider. (laughs) Yeah, he wants revenge. And so it ends up with Superman and Man Bat. um, Man Bat going after him. And... The reason that Atomic, uh, they're going after this piece of equipment in the Fortress of Solitude that can change, like alter your DNA. Man Bat wants to use it for his daughter. The Atomic Skull wants to use it on his henchwoman, who is actually a cat who has evolved into a human and is evolving back into a cat, but he wants it's her not to stay evolving at that point. It's more devolving. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird twist. Yeah. Um, and then Zatanna, Jerry Conway, right, wrote it. Art by Another big name, yeah. Um, art by Dick Dillon and Frank Caramonte. Uh, letters by Milt Snappen and colors by Jerry Serpe. Ah, there's a there's a magician who hates magic users because they make his job irrelevant. And Z- good setup, good setup for a joke, but yeah. the execution's just really boring. Zatanna tears a hole like in between Earth and the Fey Realm or whatever, and so like but people who can't do magic can, and she can't, and so Superman's doing magic, and she's having to teach him how to do it. And this magician who hates her has got the magic, so he's trying to, and they have to get all things right. This is. This one's boring unless you have anything to say about it. No, no, absolutely nothing. Um, this was a terrible comic for me to end on, issue for me to end on. Yeah. Uh, and then the Freedom Fighters, which has the most plot packed into it, <laughs> written by Bob Razan, uh, Razowski, uh, and Dan Mishkin, art by Irv Novick and Dave Hunt, letters by John Costanza, and colors by Gene D'Angelo. There's a framing device of kids in the Smithsonian. And one of them is like, this history is boring. I want to read a Superman comic. So he picks up the comic that we're, we're reading. reading. <laughs> <laughs> the freedom fighters who exist on Earth 1 <laughs> come to Earth 2 
Or vice versa. Vice versa, I believe. Yeah. And they're trying to get Superman's help. And Superman's like, I'm busy. I'm too busy for you. And what you find out is that some Nazis, like actual Nazis, yeah. are stealing the Declaration of Independence because that's where America gets its power. And all the things that Superman... They each other right idea. <laughs> all, the, all the like natural disasters that Superman's facing is because they have the spirit of America. And it's also zapping the power out of Uncle Sam who leads the Freedom Fighters. But somehow the Freedom Fighters still beat the Nazis. And it ends with Superman being like, you're right the whole time. And then it cuts back to the kid in the Smithsonian. He sets down the comic. He's like, American history is cool. He runs off to learn. And Uncle Sam walks up <laughs> and picks up the comic. And is like, well, I guess I'm going to be doing some reading this day. Okay, two questions. Is there a publication month on that one? I mean, the publication months are always off on these because they set it for the month ahead. A, but yeah. what month is this supposed to? November. Okay, that makes no sense. Well, okay. No, sorry, October. That's, that makes um, even less sense. Well, sometimes they set it a couple months ahead. Yeah. So like, uh, or maybe it was they meant for this to come out in July, and if it, had it got June, delayed. July or August, I can see where they're trying to tie something in. Second question: Are in your your DC knowledge is a little bit more extensive than mine? Are the Freedom Fighters actual characters? <laughs> yeah, I mean. I know about Uncle Sam and the Ray and Doll Man. Uh, these other two, not as knowledgeable of. Okay. Um, but like, not popular. <laughs> I don't think they were popular in the <laughs> 80s. I, I'm trying. They may have been like acquisitions. That would make sense. But like, um, the Human Bomb and Black Condor are the other ones. Dollman's the one I've heard the most, and that's I think because he's a more like fun novelty character. Yeah, but that makes sense. Okay, that's all I have about that. Question I'm, wise, I'm just disturbed that you think that we can only be patriotic uh, three months out of the year, Joe. What's up with that? You don't want to. You don't want to be a flag waving you know, patriot. <laughs> even back in the eighties, I'm sure they had a good sense of tying in when the patriotism would be at its highest. Yes, this is this is true. So when would be a good time to publish this? Um. So that's that's what we've looked at. Yes. Now what we have to say about it. I will reiterate one of my positives from the last time. These are very fun time capsules. Yes. You continue to get the fun ads, the hostess. That one in the Zatanna issue, there's one for Hawkman, a hostess ad for Hawkman, and it's right when an ellipsis happens when you're going to flash to something else. So it took me like three panels to figure out, yep, not part of the comic. Very Happened well. again. <laughs> like very intentional on the editorial side, yeah. I would imagine. Um, but also uh, something, the uh, cover to the Etrigan issue it has both Lin Wein and Joe Kubert's name on it while also having an advertisement for um, Frank Miller's Ronin. So like you can see there the start of creator-driven comics and creators getting their names on the covers. That's cool. That's something that was uh, again started in the 80s. Um, and I will admit, it is... While I am dissatisfied with the Zatanna issue, 
as a Zatanna fan. Yeah, I was like, this is coming from a Zatanna fan. It is helpful to understand and to have read some of her older stuff um, because I am a more modern Zatanna fan because that's when Zatanna is good. But it is, you know, it gives you, it gives you a nice little peek into all these characters. This book is at its best when it's a wacky team up in parentheses where, you know, man bad is in this book. I wouldn't call it necessarily a team up though. Um, I mean, <laughs> they, they share more screen time than mo- or page time than most of these. This is true, people. but I, I, you know, it's not, it's not two people coming together to, to write one of the wrongs in the world. Yeah. It's more just like an unlikely happenstance that's going on. Joker can't really call it a team up, but man, that is a funny pairing that works really well. It's at, it's at its best being goofy when it's, trying to do something more normal and by the numbers like Satana it's pretty boring yeah yeah um I like the audacity of the freedom fighters issue it's pretty wild um you know I'm I'm not I'm not a chess beating American um but even then you know you throw Nazis on there and I'm gonna root for the I'm gonna root for Uncle Sam but just the meta narrative of it all, like the weird, the framing, <laughs> the weird occult nature of the spirit of America. And it's, I think, I think all of it coming together and it's able to handle five characters pretty well. Now mm-hmm. it does that by sidelining Superman, <laughs> but still, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's make no mistake. That's not a Superman story with the freedom fighters. It's a freedom fighter story in the guise of a Superman book. <laughs> Superman happens to show up at the beginning and ending. Yeah. Um, I, I also, I think there are some really funny individual panels in the man bad issue. There's one where like Superman's, uh, like Superman's lost his ability to fly. So he's holding on to man bat's feet. Just really funny, goofy, wacky, uh, stuff there. And it's best when it's goofy. Yeah. I like the goofy, uh, robots that are protecting the star labs. Lots of fun sci-fi stuff in that one. I really have many positives. I don't really have many negatives, but I do have some negatives. And one is not uh, by any fault of these issues in particular, uh, but just, am I okay to go into negatives? Yeah, yeah. But just by the nature of this kind of thing, it has diminishing returns. It was wild the first time we read it. The second time, yeah, there's still some goofy stuff, but I'm not as impressed. Or yeah. You impressed know, maybe is not the right word. I know what I'm getting into. Exactly, yeah. Uh, third time around, probably would not be like as excited a third time around. Well, I was thinking about that. I, I similarly had... I mean, I have more investment in a lot of these characters than you do. Um, so I had that... How dare you question my me. investment in the Freedom Fighters? Okay, no, maybe not them. <laughs> like, you know, I'm always down for an Etrigan story. Um, and so like I had that helping me out a little bit more, but even then I was, the novelty had worn off a Mm -hmm. little bit. Uh, I'm not sure how much more of this I would read. However, I do wonder if that's my taste spoiling us a little bit because I'm constantly going to the magic characters. I wonder, you know, it could be because like the Etrigan issue wasn't one of my like ones I was like "Eh," about, but it definitely wasn't one I was like, yeah, about. Yeah. Well, and like all of these are magic. Ex- well, Man Bat's not magic, but Man Bat and the Freedom Fighters are kind of, they kind of stand out. But the other three, yeah, 
you're getting cosmic wacky stuff. And especially the fam stranger one ties directly into our least favorite issue of the last one. Oh, see, he didn't see. I didn't even make that connection. And also I was like, ah, Phantom stranger. Why are you above the Joker in this billing? Like you barely do anything in this book. Well, that's because Phantom stranger. I mean, I've read some solo Phantom stranger comics. Uh, he really can't carry a comic. He's yeah. more of a cool idea than he is. A <laughs> yeah, but it, where it's like, oh, Phantom Stranger, you didn't bother me because the Joker was hilarious yeah. in this issue. Man, I, I love that Joker. I, I miss just fun, goofy Joker. It yeah. could, never, could never bring it back in the modern day. Yeah, but. I was reading a thing. Well, I mean, you can in certain aspects. Like Justice League action, that was a good Joker. And then, yes, yeah. yeah. But Gun, in the comics, I don't think. In the can. comics, yeah. I was reading a thing. It was... It was that panel that always gets brought up of uh, when Joker teamed up with like Red Skull or more recently in Injustice Year Zero where he's like, I'm an I hate Nazis. I'm an American sociopath. Yeah. And it's people debating like modern Joker. It's like, actually, Joker would agree with many of the, the Nazis uh, ideas and stuff. It's like, well, yes, but also like it depends on the interpretation of the Joker. Like that's given the Joker doesn't like order and the Nazis are very order driven. But. You just can't convince me that the Joker is a eugenicist. Yes. Like you can't convince me that he's thought that much about I it. Mean, there's, there, I I don't know what it's it's a quote from something, and I've I've I'm not going to attribute it to the right writer if I try to. But it's the Joker is the kind of guy who wouldn't kill you if he liked your shoelaces, and then the next day he would kill you because he liked your shoelaces. Like, yeah, yeah. Like he's a, he is pure chaos. You should. And, and like you go into that and like you can have like good dark like you know I, I like I like dark Joker well enough but it's just one of those things where it's like that's all you get in the modern day it's when every time the Joker comes back he has to be worse and worse and worse and yeah. you take him more and more seriously and I'm like jokes in his name yeah. <laughs> like there there's Make me laugh damn it <laughs> there is some irony in like like the the jester character being like so serious like I think that works sometimes but uh, like also it's like can we get some variety here yeah that's um, a that's a modern interpretation problem um but it is refreshing to see such a wholesome is not the right word but jovial joker yeah yeah it's it's very caesar romero mm-hmm. joker um i think my all my negatives seem so trivial here because they're they're of individual things in this like overarching uh, thing but yeah the Zatanna issue sucks like it's yeah. it's not as bad as the Mountain Xanadu issue last time but like it's just who cares about this story Yeah, all of these are presenting interesting all the ones that work are presenting interesting situations that Superman might not usually be in that was just there's a bad guy mm-hmm. and it's like okay um, that brings me into my overarching question kind of of that we're so prone to nowadays of uh, if you're done with negatives i don't want to yeah no i'm derail good. anything what i wish we had access to sales numbers to see how well stuff like this did because it's like a i couldn't see anything like this working in 2023 but b i would love to see them try but it would definitely not sell well enough yeah you know i'm thinking you do you do get some you get team ups, but those are usually mini series. Yes. Um, like you know, Monkey Prince. That's the the whole idea. There is Ace teaming up with other heroes. You get like Batman and Ninja Turtles, but that's also crossovers. That's crossovers. I'm talking more because. Fair warning. I have not read this comic, nor do I intend to. I've just heard it being a common complaint. Tom Taylor's Nightwing. The common complaint I hear about it is it does not feel like a Nightwing solo book. 
feels like he's teaming up with people too often. That's fair. Yeah. So is it a thing of there are two concurrent books running side by side, one with Nightwing solo adventures and one where he's teaming up with all his friends? I don't know. I th- I think the thing is, I mean, that would be fun. And you get to see different sides of characters. But I think just by title alone of Nightwing and versus Nightwing with, <laughs> I feel like the, the solo title just inherently sells more because it's like, yeah, this is the... This is the meat and bones, the meat and potatoes. Well, yeah, I think I think what it comes down to is that in the modern day, we don't really get many episodic comics. Yeah. And I think that's that's the thing. It's like we can't get an anthology series unless it has like some type of gimmick to it or it's like unless uh, it's uh, one of the mini black label Joker Harley Quinn stories. Yeah, yeah. But like you're not gonna get where a, a series or a mini series where each individual story is something different. Yeah. The closest thing you'll get is like red, white, and black issues that Marvel did a while back where it's a bunch of stories in one issue and it's like, you know, exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I'm just not sure there is a space for it selling in the modern day, but I do think maybe doing something like on Marvel Unlimited or DC Universe. DC Universe is very good about web exclusive comics. Yeah. I I know I don't keep up with that stuff because I don't read digitally, Mm -hmm. but I do know that like X-Men Green was uh, was a something that could not sustain a whole series or a whole book, but was a fun two issues that they were able to split up and make its own web comic. And I think that worked for what was. Yeah. So I think maybe that's the space for something like this today. You think a, a backstory is a place for it either. What do you mean? Like in the back of a book. Oh, um, you know, DC does that a lot. They'll, do that. They'll just shove a series into the yeah, back of the book. I, I only like it if it's tangentially related. Mm-hmm. So like, with Chip Zdarsky's run, there was a there was a Catwoman story that was kind of filling in the background of it. Yeah, um, but then like they'll be like, we're just gonna shove in like the Batgirls so that you are incentivized to buy this book. Yeah, and we're not gonna end this. We're gonna like put the finale in Robin instead of Batman. Robin's gonna start his solo in the back of a Batman book. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just. I think you could maybe do that, but then you're also dealing with limited page space. So how much story could you get? Yeah. I think the problem also is that, which I think it's perfect for something like this. Cause some of these feel bloated. Yes. At the end of the day. But like the thing about this too, is like, it, this is in some parts just teaming him up with popular characters and other parts resurrecting less popular characters in the modern day th- because of the internet, because you have people like, um, like casually comics or um, comics concierge on TikTok, uh, you get a lot more insight into like smaller characters. So every like B or C lister has a fan base now. Mm-hmm. And so it's just harder to do that justice. Yeah. How many times have you read like a comment on like a movie announcement, like asking for this D lister? Yeah. To show up nowadays. Well, and we're getting a third Guardians of the Galaxy. By the time this is out, we would have gotten a third Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy true. movie. Who, who were straight up C-listers before. Yeah. 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 Um, like, like I was watching the trailer for it and it's promoting like it, it's flashing all their names 
It's not just the main team. It's like, uh, what what's Sean Gunn's character's name? Whatever his name is. Yeah. It's like, people care about this character now. I'm not even sure if this character is from the comics. <laughs> it, there, there's a whole, I forget what YouTuber it is. It was it was the announcement of some Marvel versus Capcom game. I think in Rocket was a character and like who cares about Rocket Raccoon? And it was like you know 2012 or yeah, something like yeah. that. Like, man, that aged poorly. Oh yeah, yeah. You never know. You never know. It's a, so yeah. I these are very rich worlds with the big two, mm-hmm. and it would be nice to have something. Justice League Action did that pretty well. I feel like just something to explore. Helps with short episodes yeah. and stuff like that. But just the action didn't last. So no, no, it didn't last. I don't think these would have much. You know, I got like all these in the dollar bin. Like they don't carry. We're not going to get a collection of DC Comics presents, and we're yeah. certainly not going to get a revival of DC Comics presents. Yeah. <laughs> so for better and for worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like you know, this is a fun novelty, but I think we're both at the point where it's like, eh. Maybe Novelty's worn off. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I have something that's tangentially related to these. If you would like to see it. Absolutely. I've had this checked out from the library for two months. <laughs> but between moving and scheduling and other stuff, I we just never got around to it. But we finally are. Supergirl, volume one, last daughter of Krypton. The new 52 beginning of her. Um, you have a face. I just, I think this is a terrible cover. <laughs> Sorry, it, it's just a natural reaction. I didn't, I'm not, you, I didn't know if you knew about the run. <laughs> no, I'm not judging anything off the of the book off of this. It's just this is a terrible cover. Uh, I, 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 I like Supergirl most adaptations I see her in. Um, she's. I watched the first two seasons of the TV show. She's gonna be in Flash movie that. Is either out or about to come out by the time this episode comes out, and certainly by the time that the episode we covered on, she's allegedly getting a movie in the tomorrow verse or whatever it's called. In the we'll see when it happens verse. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wake me up when it actually happens. I'll believe it when there's a ticket in my hand. Yeah. Um and that was written by Tom King, but I don't like Tom King, so I didn't get that run. See, I, I've spoilers for the future. I am probably going to bring that run on here. Okay. Um, why? Why the new Fifty Two Supergirl? I did my classic Google. What runs? Tom King was at the top. Yeah, that was number two. Okay. Do you think that's just recency bias? Or? It was right after the announcement. Okay. So yes, yeah. I'm wondering. I'm wondering because, uh, not as I'm souring more and more on the new Fifty Two as we read more. Yeah. Fifty Two books. So I think it's. It's, I, I I bring them because they're easy starting points, mm-hmm. uh, especially because right before that, there weren't many easy, mo- more modern starting points. Yeah, um, yeah. And also, if you know anything about Supergirl, man, talk about a complicated character <laughs> history. Lord have mercy. Yeah, no, I, I don't I don't envy you for having to pick something to bring her on with. So that, but, that's uh, that's a Google doing me and me being like, yep, that one's at the library. I'll be. Yeah. This will be interesting to jump into. Of course, there are good new 52 books. We talked about Green Arrow on Green it. Arrow was a big um, surprise one. But you know, it's uh there's just it wasn't a it wasn't a critically planned relaunch for nothing. Much like much like DC Comics presents mixed bag. Yes. <laughs> so So we'll be talking about that next week. I'm looking forward to it. 
Hey guys, if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, you can give us a five-star rating on the podcast platform that you're currently listening to this on. It's us up in the charts and gets more people to join in on the comic book fun. If you have any more extensive stuff you want to tell us, you can email us at allnew52podcast at gmail.com with uh, critiques and whatnot. Uh, tell me your favorite Super Roll story because if it's not the Tom King one, we're probably not going to read it on this show. I mean, maybe, but maybe. Like, not, I don't know for a while. <laughs> I don't know how much, like if I have to read like seven like seven volumes of comics dating back to the 60s yeah, exactly tell That's, me your favorite dc comics presents issue <laughs> and we'll be back next week with supergirl see you then